Hello, my name is Brad Taylor, CEO of Luxury Home Magazine and author of Intentional Success, The Power of Entrepreneurship. In this video podcast, I was honored to interview Paul Brown, who is a realtor with Keller Williams Realty in the greater Sacramento area. Paul does an incredible job explaining what it takes to be a realtor today, what differentiates himself from other realtors, why he chose real estate as his profession, and why he loves what he does so much. Okay, so I made it, Paul and I made a list of questions and we're kind of going to kind of go through these questions. And my first question is, why did you get into real estate? Oh man, I, I got into real estate in 2006. Yeah. The reason why I got into it was just I was in corporate marketing before that. So global advertising agencies in San Francisco. Quite honestly, it was getting... It, it, it was a tough road to hoe over time. So I was ready for a change and real estate was an on-purpose decision. It was something I'd thought about for several years before I did it. Um, and I'm so happy that I did it and became an entrepreneur in real estate. And um, yeah, I was just really ready for a change, not to just change, but I had done, done that and I, I really wanted to find something with more meaning for me. So did you get into real estate when you lived in San Francisco? No. Or you moved here first? So I moved here first. And to I, Sacramento. To Sacramento. And I got into real estate. I started my business in about a year, a year after. Okay. Yeah. Did you have kids then? I had one. Okay. I had one daughter. And I was so happy that I made the change, though. It's a super fulfilling career for me. I've been in it now 14 years. And uh, it's fantastic. I'm so glad I did it. wish I would have done it earlier. So when you got into real estate, you you part of being a realtor is deciding mm -hmm. where you're going to go. You initially went to Cobalt Banker, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. And and um, and then several years ago, I think four years ago, yeah. you went to Keller Williams. Yes, I was there at CB for 10 years. Got it. That's fantastic. And um, I think a lot of people don't understand that realtors, uh, they own their own business and yes. they're entrepreneurs. Yes. It's and absolutely not. I think, I think some people think that realtors work for the real estate company. They represent the real estate company, but they are. I've experienced that, that a lot of clients, even even my own at times, not not anymore, but at my own at times, they would they would think that I'm an employee of that company. Yeah. No, we are business owners, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, what differentiates you, Paul, mm -hmm. from other realtors in the greater Sacramento market? If you had a, if you had a come up with like what is your little niche or what do you feel makes well, you a little bit different not I, to put you on the spot yeah is. no 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 it's a great question i mean this this i don't know how this is going to sound but it's true i genuinely care about people okay now a lot of agents will say yeah well i care about people too but no i genuinely care about people i listen a lot to my clients I mean, I genuinely care about everybody. I care about you. I care about my clients. It isn't all about, my life isn't all about the client, but what separates me is, is I care about them and that, and, and how that translates is I really, I listen to my clients. I help them understand the paperwork. I show them the homes that they want to see and I get it closed. I mean, those are the, those are the things, but what differentiates me is I'm, I'm a highly relational you're so so your business, like our like yeah. mine, for example, is a relationship driven business. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I think yeah. some people don't realize that. And so, yeah, absolutely. And it's so important, even in, in these days, especially with so much disruption out there, just yeah. with and distraction, right? With with the internet, although we love all these things, right? But as a business owner, 
these things can come become really distracting and they can pull all of us in many different ways. And so if we have a one-to-one relationship, like we're sitting together. How cool is that? Yeah. Right? You and I are sitting here in right. this room having this conversation. And and sadly, that's not that's not happening all over the place. Now we don't need to do a really awesome you know, video and podcast to have that, but, you know, going to coffee, whatever. So it is, it's relationships are extremely important, even more important these days. And okay. this is how I built my business. So, so I'm jumping ahead and then I mm-hmm. go back, but talking about that, it seems like some of the wave of the future is internet based real estate, right. um, where you have virtual realtors, virtual real estate offices. What is your perception of that? Where do you take that? Well, I think I think the virtual aspects of the business are happening. The virtual aspects of certain things, like say if you're like an assistant to to myself or or someone else, like those things can be really uh, really helpful and workable into anybody's business. The internet side of say maybe brokerages that are getting into the business and offering certain types of things. The the the, the trouble with, and it's, and it's not to say anything negative about it, because there's markets for everything, right? But I think what realtors do, what I do, is a very honorable business, and we bring extreme value to our clients on a relational basis. There are legal aspects to everything, and what what keeps me up a little bit at night with the way the industry is going is that what gets glossed over is fiduciary which is you know in layman's terms it's the legal side of things it's the knowledge it's it's what's important what i it's do walking it's holding someone's hand through the entire process correct that may be misinterpreted if you're not eyeball to eyeball hold be, spending time with that person as a counselor right as yeah. a trusted advisor well because it what, is what's it happening is. so so what the media is or what the uh, the chatter if you will out there is is that well it's all about fee well it's all about getting it cheap you know, well you know you i saved a whole bunch of you spent a whole bunch more money doing that and you could have saved a whole bunch more if you just did this or worked with with x company and there's so much more to it. Well, people also don't realize without getting into details. Right. Everything a realtor has to do once they obtain that listing. So once you get a listing, it's not like, oh, geez, I just got this listing. Now I'm done. It, the work hasn't even started yet. Correct. From the time you put a sign in the yard, you start your marketing you do everything you need to do to properly represent that listing. And in our business of high-end real estate, oh, <laughs> those yeah. homeowners expect so much. Right. And y- you absolutely could not have a virtual you know, realtor representing an $8 million home. Well, here's the truth of it. So I jokingly say with my clients is that I should have a purple couch in my office for all of my clients to lay on and, and, and talk to me, right? And I say that in a joking way, but the advisory role is, 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 is not only on the paperwork and all of that. You're there to counsel people. Absolutely. Because people are sometimes going through tough times. they got to get rid of the home. They're in the process of moving. They need someone to look over that home while they're... People moving up, people moving yeah, down, yeah. death in the family, oh, divorce. I just inherited this property. Right. 
Um, I have no idea who owns whatever. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of joking on the last one. I don't, I don't know who owns this property, but yeah, there are um, there are any number of things that could that could bring up a situation, and we have to be ready for all of that. And if you do a great job, they're going to refer you. Yes, and I more than 92, 93% of my business year over year is absolutely by referral. Okay, to go back to where we started, yeah. why do you have a passion for what you do? Because to me, in my business, I, I'm very passionate about yeah. what I do. And I, I, I think that passion is a huge part of how you portray yourself and right. how people take you seriously. Because I think when you have passion and you're passionate about your profession, mm -hmm. It's not about um, how many hours you're putting in to do that specific job. And right. people want to be around other people that are passionate. Absolutely, 100%. So, so people can see it on you, right? Like, yeah. I've known you a while. I can see it on you. Everybody else I have can to see control it. my passion. Sometimes, well, sure. sometimes I'm too passionate, well, and it may turn people off. But not, none of us want you to. But, but what my point is, is that people see passion in you. So. Yeah. So why, you know, where, where does my passion come from or why am I passionate about what I do? Because I genuinely love to assist people in this way. And it's fulfilling for me. So when we talked about my corporate background and getting in before I got into this business, that wasn't fulfilling me in here. Right. Right? It was it, just a paycheck. It was more than that. But yes, it was um, spending... Yeah, it was more than that, but but now I'm involved in people's personal lives, and for me, and you're helping people, and I'm helping people. What I tell people is I'm in the business of helping people. I just happen to do it through real estate. Yeah, that's my vessel. Yeah, my vessel is in this in this way, in the, in this way is how I do it. Yeah, and it's extremely rewarding for me, absolutely rewarding. Well, I you sleep, can tell. I sleep really well at night. You can tell that you love now, what you do. I do. I mean, it doesn't mean that there aren't problems. You know, we're always going to have problems. I'm driving up here and you know, I'm solving a problem. That's the nature of the business when you know, and what we do. Um, but yeah, I love what I do. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I would have done it sooner. Wish I would have gotten into it. You sooner. recently. This isn't one of the questions, but yeah, um, probably three or four months, three weeks ago, you came back from a, your big corporate Keller Williams conference. Yes. How was that? Yeah, it was were mega you, camp. Were you excited when you came back? Very excited. What was something? You know, we're, we're you know, there's a you know, you and I both know, you know, yeah. there's there's the the after you know, conference afterglow, right? Yeah. You know, you're all r real excited when you come back. But what I yes, it was very. I am, tell tell us something that Keller Williams is is doing as you know without yeah re, without. Giving us any intellectual, yeah. what was something Keller Williams is striving to do over the next couple of years that really impressed you? We are definitely developing a platform, a software platform that will absolutely bring an awesome experience to the customer. Awesome! It will help us not only as as entrepreneurs and business owners and you know as realtors bring a better. You know, keep ourselves organized, keep our data organized in a, in a better way. But at the end of the day, it's bringing the customer an, a much, much better and personalized consumer experience. What's your take on social media? Love it. I Absolutely. Mean, I'm, I'm well, like upset. Depends how you ask me. If you ask me as a realtor, love it. Ask me as a dad, may not be so crazy yeah, about it. Yeah, I hear you. I think that so but, social media in a way is hurting our kids a little bit because... 
Um, it's all about you don't pick up the phone anymore and call somebody. You text them or you yeah. are you uh, what's the other one? Uh, Snapchat them. Snapchat. Now there's like TikTok. Tick. Oh, my daughter's like she just graduated from high school and she's like into this TikTok and I'm going really. Um, she was so excited. She came in the other day. She, I had 67,000 views yesterday on my, <laughs> my TikTok. It, uh, yeah. It, it, it depends on what lens you look through. Yeah. That's a dynamic discussion, social yeah. media. Um, but I think social media um, is a, a very important tool in business in general. Yes. I think I in the agree. real estate industry, you're going to see social media play just as an important role as web presence over the next couple of years because social media is instant. Well, when you talk about Megacamp and you know the conference that I went to back in Austin, um, the top producers, and I'm, and I'm talking about teams that do far, far exceed what I do in volume every year, each and every one of them stress the importance of social media yeah. in their businesses. And it's how to do it because right. there's, a, there's a formula of posting on Instagram and a formula for posting on Facebook, for example, and the same formula isn't, you can't put a, a hyperlink in Instagram, but you can put a hyperlink in Facebook. Right. And there's a whole formula of doing that. But I'm really obsessed with it with our company. I mean, we just hit 200,000 followers yeah. and I'm going, this is awesome. And it just has to, and it also has to do with, you know, what your rhythm is yeah. as a person, as a professional, yeah. who you are, knowing your audience, you know, your customers. You have to know your audience. What, what, you know, what do they have the appetite for and, you know, hearing from you and how, how often, things like that. But yeah, absolutely. It's very important. So let me ask you this other question because we have a list of questions here. What bugs you the most about the current state of real the real estate industry? And I think we went over some of that. Yeah, we did. Which is more people are trying to get a discount fee or they're trying to utilize more of a virtual real estate type company versus uh, a real estate company well, that has presence in the market. You know, I think I'll answer that question, you know, because we did cover it a little bit. But I had, you know, coming out of that conversation, it's really about you know, taking our profession as realtors, and again, it's the 90-10 rule, right? I, I'm lucky enough, because I work hard, to be in the 10% club. You know, those of us that really run honorable businesses and take care of people. Um, but being under attack in a way that cheapens what we do as a living, you know, I don't want my financial guy to be under attack. He manages a good amount of money for me. You know, and things like that. I don't want my doctor to be under attack. Now, I understand that, you know, doctors in a lot of cases, you know, that's a life and death business in, in a lot of ways. Um, but what we do is very important. Yeah. And, I am, and I'm the soldier on the front lines, you know, fighting for what we do. Well, and My I clients think, trust what I do. And I think they part of it me. is your history, um, your testimonials you have with your clients and how right. you um, portray yourself as a realtor in the market that you specifically so, represent. Right. So to package it up as, you know, um, well, here's, here's, a com you know here's, a, here's an offering that we have for you. And just click this link and go there and call this 800 number. And somebody will show up and show you the home. And then, you know, I don't subscribe. So I think that's what bugs. That is not, I think. That, I can that tell is that, what, that, that is your, uh, that's that's what, your pet peeve. That's what bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think being present and, and bringing a, a knowledgeable expertise to yeah. what I do is extremely important. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let's go to this question. So what are the top things you do when representing your clients in sales, in a sale of a home? So the first thing that happens right up front is I listen twice as much as I speak. Which so is hard for a lot of people. So that's why God gave you two ears, right? Yeah. So listen twice as much as you speak. And that's a piece of advice I got early on in my career, and it totally resonated with me. Um, and, and it comes back to me in spades for my clients before, during, and after the sale in that they will say, like, I love that you listen to us and you deliver on everything that we said, said that we wanted or yeah. that, that's important. So yeah. I find that having, you know, having that ability to listen to people, write notes as you're listening to them. Oh, I think so. I, I take my journal everywhere I go. Yeah. I mean, I go through these. I think I shared with this, this with you a couple of weeks ago. I, sh I literally will go through one of these every two months. But I use it for everything. When I, right. when I went to a, a school meeting, I'm mm -hmm. making notes. I think that when you write notes, people appreciate you listening 100%. to what they're saying. And they really appreciate you taking note of what they're saying. Because it's, it's because what you're telegraphing is it's going in my ear and it's coming out my pen and I'm writing it down. There there is a there's a context to that that's so meaningful to people. So we were talking earlier about social media, right? Yeah. You're listening to me. You're taking what I have to say as important. I mean, you're you are doing it right now. But when your client when you're sitting in front of your clients and you're listening to them. And you're recording back, and you play back what you just heard. You have a client for life. Well, it's a oh, go ahead. And then also, so not only listening to my clients, but then bringing a level of expertise to it. Yeah, it's important. Listening to them again on my virtual purple couch, a lot during a transaction. It doesn't even matter if it's going great, because people always have things that keep them up at night when they're in the. You know, like, like I like to say, like when we're in the deal, when we're in escrow. And then I negotiate super hard for my clients. Doesn't mean I'm going in there like, ah, you know, like a right. bull in a china shop, right. but strategically negotiate. So do you tell your clients they can call you anytime? No, because <laughs> they can't. And they don't. But do they, if something bothers them, do you give them that window to call you and not, of course, not of simmer course. over it? So if there's something like super hot, yeah, yes, give me a call. What I did, what I do, what I did in the early days is I set boundaries, and you have to do that. And when you're when you're really gunning for the business in the early days and you don't have a lot going on, it's a tough thing to do. And I made that mistake in the early days and I bur almost burned myself out. You have to set boundaries. Now my clients call or they text me or whatever it is and they say, oh, I'm so sorry for bothering you on a Saturday. I love that. Yeah, but don't you work on Saturday? No. <laughs> I do. I work weekends by appointment. Yeah. But see, you go from working seven days a week to five days a week, weekends by appointment. Now, the real deal is if, if we're in it, meaning if I'm – actively searching with say a buyer and yeah. we're searching for properties and it's been taking us forever to find something yeah. i'm pretty available yeah. and flexible you're gonna for do them. whatever they, you need to they do they know that yeah but as a general rule my clients don't bug me after six right um and they don't bug me before nine 
Right. Now, do we work after six sometimes and before nine? Yes, we do. Because you're... It is you're, not a general rule. No. Right. Okay. And that's probably a whole nother So discussion. when you got into real estate, you had one child, right? Yes. And how many do you have now? I have two daughters. Okay. They're amazing. So honestly. you have to... Part of what I talked about in my book I wrote, um, you have to have a balance. Yes. Between family and mm -hmm. work. Yeah. Because I'm a workaholic. Mm -hmm. I when I early early in the early days I literally worked seven days a week and then my wife and I finally figured out we need to not work Sundays mm -hmm. and then um, based on our business and what we were doing we wouldn't work the majority of the Saturdays right. but it was hard because when you have kids you want to feel like you're giving them so how do you balance work and your children, your two question. daughters, and your wife. Yeah. And yeah. still and my, you know, and do my real athletics. estate. Oh, yeah. And you're, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have so, a hobby, right? I do. Biking? I do, yes. Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. I'm, I'm a family man. So if you ask anyone that knows me pretty well, um, they'll say, oh, you know, He's a family man, and I am. So I made a very on-purpose decision with my career when I launched it and with my family that, that work would not come before my family, and it hasn't. Right. Now, it's had its times, but how do I balance it? You know, communicating a lot, and nowadays I have to communicate with my kids that way because, you know, they're how, living, how, breathing. How old are your daughters 15 now? and 13. Oh, those are good ages. Yeah, they're great. It's great. It's great. It really is. I'm not making it up. They're so, fantastic. so like, do you have a calendar that you that you hang on the wall and you say this is what everybody's doing? How do you? How My do you? My wife has a massive yeah. old school um, blackboard. Good for her. And it's a yeah, visual. I'm I'm, a, I'm really yeah, into yeah, visuals. Yeah, I, yeah, it's great. We're art we're art people too, yeah. so we draw on. And, and okay, so you have clients coming in from out of town and they need to work with you on the weekend. Yeah, we just communicated. Here's what's happening. Yeah, you know, but I work it around the games, right? The soccer games, the softball games, right. the dance recitals, all that stuff. It doesn't. Well, sometimes it bumps something, but very rarely. Yeah, I make it to everything. That's awesome. Because I think that if you don't balance work, you can work really hard, but you also have to balance your family life and take time to be with your spouse or significant other. Well, and if you don't, you're ultimately going to burn yourself out. Well, I'm ultimately going to, but worse than that, I'm ultimately going to destroy my marriage and not have a relationship with my children. Well, as your daughters get a little bit older also, you have to make an appointment to spend time with them. You see, they don't drive right. yet. Wait until they start driving. You know, once, but, my, once my daughter started driving, I lost the ability to hang out with her and the, her friends when I would take her to dance and I would pick her up from dance because those are the moments you can't get back. Correct. And now she's then she started driving and now I'm not in the car anymore so, and I don't I don't have that that you know. So I've invested so much time in the last 14 15 years yeah. into my kids. I've always invested time in my wife but into my kids yeah. because of that reason because I can't get it back. So now, as they're getting older, getting into high school, they're gonna start driving, you know, in the next couple of years, whatever. Right. I'm able to probably able to launch my business a little bit more. Okay. But it hasn't. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's been a non-negotiable for me. All right, we got to start wrapping this up. Yeah. What advice would you give? 
to a realtor today or to someone who's thinking about becoming a realtor or wants to think about, yeah, getting into real estate? It's a fantastic business. It's a business you can make a lot of money in. I mean, let's let's be real. You can make a lot of money doing this, but it is a business. And it's work. And it's a lot of work. Especially when you're new. You know what? Especially when you're new. As the old saying, what there's it, no... Uh, there's no elevator to success. You have to take the steps. Right. And the other one is, you know, opportunity comes dressed in overalls and looks a lot like work. Yeah. yeah I think it's Thomas Edison. And yeah. it's true. I love that one. Yeah. When you become a realtor, it's a lot of work. But there's a lot of opportunities that allow you to have with that, especially when you're right. you know, raising a family. Well, and I also tell people who are thinking about getting into it, don't say you're going to try it out because real estate will try you out. Yeah, when you before you you try it out, I I talk about this in my book. When you make that decision to start a franchise, start a business, become a realtor, Mm -hmm. don't have a backup plan. Because if you have a backup plan, then when things get tough, you're going to go back to that. Correct. So when you become a real, if you really want to be successful in real estate, there's no hokey pokey. You have to you have to dive in it a hundred percent. So here's the real deal. Yeah. So I got into this business January before the Great Recession hit. So the Great Recession hit probably six months later. I moved to Sacramento, the region of Sacramento. I knew no one. Yeah. I didn't know a single soul here. Yeah. I came from San Francisco. I knew everybody there. I opened up a real estate business, and I did not have a backup plan. So worst economic situation since the Great, since the great Depression didn't know anyone, and whatever the third thing was that and I... And 15 years later, is it 15 years? 15 years later, later you're I'm, here and doing very well. I'm a top well. producer at Keller Williams. That's so awesome. All right, listen, yeah. thank you for watching this. Please follow me on my social media at the Brett Taylor IS. Do you have a website you want to you want to promote? Sure, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, if you're curious about uh, real estate, want to contact me, you can reach me at paulbrownrealestate.com. Or paul at paulbrownrealestate.com is my email. And if you have a business and you would like to be on this podcast and video, look me up. Follow me on my social media. Click my bio. And I'd love to work with you in doing something like I'm doing with Paul. Paul, thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here.